and all the great things that are going on here in the house of God. If you have your Bibles, go be to Hebrews uh, chapter uh, 6. Let's pick up in verse 10, Hebrews uh, chapter 6, and we're going to pick up in verse 10. Hallelujah. Anybody love his word this morning? Oh, we love his word here at Kingdom. The Bible says that it's the engrafted word, the implanted word that is able to save our soul. The word will keep you from losing your mind. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. You start knowing scriptures like Romans 8, 31. It says, if God be for you, who can be against you? You can just whistle right in the middle of your mess. Be like this too shall pass. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. Even though I'm not going to focus on verse 10, I love this scripture. It says, for God is not unjust to forget your work. How many know God does not get amnesia? He said, I'm, I'm a God. I'm, he said, for God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. That's why all of you that are kingdom builders that are serving, watch what God's about to do in your life. Because of the labor of love that you've offered. Amen. Hallelujah. Then it says, uh, God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. That's why he's going to bless you because you did it toward his name and that you have ministered in the saints and do minister and we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish but imitate those through faith and patience inherit the promise, promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham because he couldn't swear by no one greater he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you and multiply, I will multiply you. And so after that, he had patiently endured and he obtained the promise. Today, I want to continue in last week's topics, topic, promises will manifest. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you how you've already moved in the service. Now, God, speak to me, through me, to your people in Jesus' name. And everyone said promises will manifest promise meaning he has made a, a vow uh, uh, to you and I uh, even the word promise means that he is literally uh, sworn to us that he will bless us look at this again it, it, it says uh, saying uh, 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 verse 13 uh, for when God made a promise a vow when he began to he said I swear to Abraham because he couldn't swear by no one greater. He swore by himself. In other words, he had a conversation with himself because he God and he God all by himself. Amen. He don't have to check in with nobody. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> he said, I'm going to swear by myself. Saying surely, which means without doubt, blessing. I'm going to bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. And he's going to multiply. I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently, patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Nothing comes without a struggle. Nothing happens overnight. I believe there are certain things that we have to do on our part in order to see God move. I think I said this about a month ago when I was teaching on unusual favor, that in order for you and I to see the hand of God move in our life, we have to put some things into motion. Uh, the Bible says faith without works is dead. And then works in the Greek means action. So you just can't be sitting around talking about I'm waiting on God. Sometimes God is waiting on us to put some things into action. Amen. And then even last week we talked about promises will manifest. And one of the prerequisites that I talked about in order for you to experience the promises of God is that you got to have a yes in your spirit. Even when you're going through in your own personal life, even if you're going through in your mind, you still have to have a yes in your spirit. Amen. And all of us in here be going through in our mind. Can I get a witness? If I'm the pastor and going through in my mind, I know you going through in your mind. 
That's why I quoted Philippians 2 last week. Philippians 2 and 5, it says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We have to put on the mind of Christ if, we're gonna able, if, we're, if you and I are going to be able to journey through this life. Amen. We have to put on the mind of Christ or else the enemy will begin to eat away at your mind. He will try to download doubt, unbelief. He'll be talking about you ain't getting no promise. All this naming and claiming stuff, that ain't of God. The devil is alive. You better name it and claim it. Shoot, Hannah was specific. She said, I want a male child. And this woman was barren. And then even her husband, Elkanah, uh, other wife, Paniah, was making fun of her. Because she knew she had leverage. She's like, oh, you got his heart, but I got his kids. Because the Bible says that, 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 that he, Elkanah gave a double portion to Hannah because that's where his heart was. Oh, but she kept being specific. She knew her promise was on the way. And even the man of God at the time, Eli, got so tired of her crying to him. He said, God, then granted you your petition, go. And then the Bible says in the process of time, she gave birth to a son named Samuel. Did not happen overnight because we know delay does not mean denied. Some of us, even in this building right now, you're still in your process. Some of us are still in transition, if you will. But I dare you to trust God in transition. He'll show up and he'll show out. And everything that you believe that he was going to do, he'll even do it and, and even greater. How many of you received that at the 9th or somebody scream greater? He'll, 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 he'll do Ephesians 3.20 exceedingly, abundantly, above, more than you can even think. You can't even really think what God really wants to do with your small-minded self. I'm talking to me too. Amen? He will blow your mind. You'll be like, I didn't even think. Because that's why he said, my ways aren't your ways and my thoughts aren't your thoughts. He said, my ways are higher than your ways. Go to Numbers 23 and 19. Let's look at this text. We looked at this last week. Just want to briefly review, briefly, because I got I to gotta go some places. Yeah, there it is right there for my thoughts. There it is right there. But right here, God is not a man that he should lie. God can do a lot of things, but one thing he can't do is lie. He can't lie. Because it makes, if he lied, it'll make him lose credibility. And God ain't about to put up his name like this and then lose credibility. So he got to flex through somebody. He got to show off through somebody. So he said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man uh, should he repent, which means he don't change his mind. He does not change his mind on, on, on how he feels about you and me. Even when me and you was a hot mess, ratchet, he still loved us. Can I get, oh, y'all ain't ready for me today. <laughs> he loved you with your ratchet self. Can I get a witness up in here? He still called his divinity to hook up with your humanity because he knew the end from the beginning because he specializes in using messy people. I'm so glad he uses messy people and will take a mess and make you a miracle. Can I get a witness up in here? You ain't even got to look at your neighbor. You look at yourself like I was a mess, a hot one. I am a walking miracle. So he said, listen, I'm not even going to repent. Then it says, so, so it says, God is not a man that he should not, should not lie, or should lie, nor the son of man uh, that he would repent. Has he said and will he not do? I like that. He has said it and he says he will not do. Or has he spoken and will not make it good? Look at your neighbor and say, he'll make it good. Whatever you've been believing God for, he'll make it good. Put up Psalm 37. And, and, and four, because my first point is this, that in order to see uh, the promises of God manifest in your life, you got to be patient. You got to stay patient. Remember that it says they told, he told Abraham, if you, if he said, I'm going to multiply you, but I need you to endure patiently. I need you to wait on my timing. Somebody scream timing. Uh-huh. God has a timing for everything. Because right now he's building our character so when he does bless us, the blessing don't kill us. Did you? Because there are some blessings we don't need right now because it will kill us. How was that, Pastor? I remember when Bishop Jakes was preaching one time, I think Kingdom was two, three years old, and he said, if I ever gave the Potter's House to a young preacher, it would kill him. And I'm like, kill it. Give me, your, give me that church. I'll take it. And then he mentioned this mortgage being almost 200000 a month. 
He said, just the electric bill is 50000 just the coolest place off. And then right now, Kingdoms is like 2800 <laughs> That's where I'm at. Did you hear what I said? They cracked that thing over and said, 2800 I said, bless the Lord. I started coming against the sun. Come on, somebody. Because when the sun come back, we're going back to 13000 14000 a month. Now, I'm going to really be pulling on y'all. We're going to go back to taking up two and three offerings. Don't y'all want to stay cool? Amen. You don't want me up here talking about think cool thoughts. Y'all will be looking at me. I will throw my shoe at you, Pastor. Talking about think cool thoughts. The devil is alive. I need some blowing in my face. Amen. <laughs> Delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you. How many know there's some things he wants to give you? He said, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Because, matter of fact, you know why he gives us the desires of our heart? Because really, he put that desire in us. That's why you long for that thing. You crave for that thing because he put it in there. Then it says, so he said, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart, but I need you to be committed. I need a commitment for, from you. I, I don't need your allegiance to be split. I don't need your focus to be split. I, 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 I need you to be all in. Somebody say all in. Uh -huh. He said, I need you to be committed. I need you to be all in. And then I need you to trust me. I know things seem a little shaky right now. And I haven't quite made every crooked way straight. But in your process, I, I want you to continue to, to, to hold on to those desires. I, I, I want you to be committed to me. I, I need you to be all in. And I need you to trust me even when hell is breaking loose. Uh-huh. I need you to trust me. I, I, then it says, if you trust also in him, he, he shall bring it to pass. Look at your name and say, it's coming to pass. What? That your desire. Whatever you believe in God to do in your life. It, it's coming to pass if you, if you stay committed, if you keep trusting him. And then put up verse 7 because we got to do this too. We not only got to be committed and trust him, but he said, I need you to rest in me. Stop walking the floor at night. Stop letting the enemy eat away at your peace. Uh-huh, back in the 90s, we would say, take a chill pill. Go sit down somewhere. Come on, the Bible says that he's a God that he neither slumbers uh, nor does he sleep. Come on, he likes Circle K. Can I get a witness up in here? He 24-7. Is Circle K still stay up open all night? Y'all help holler back at her, brother. They stay right. He likes Circle K. He neither slumbers. They trying to make their paper. Can I get a witness up here? Like, we ain't closing. <laughs> so, he said that he's the God of Israel that neither slumbers nor does he sleep. So, but we need to go to sleep because we human beings. You better go get your six to eight. Can I get a witness up in here? Have me walk on the floor and I'm going to rest in him. I'm resting in the promises of God because I know they're yes and amen. I got anybody that's just resting in the Lord. You should be a nervous wreck. You should have probably flatlined. But because you are of a different species, like I said two, three weeks ago, you know how to just trust God, stay committed, and Lord, I'm going to rest because I know your timing is always perfect because I know right now you're just building my character so I can handle that blessing because anything right now, it might crush me. So Lord, build me so I can have capacity to handle my blessing so I can handle my increase. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, you can handle it. You can handle it. Handle what? This blessing that's coming. This, this promise that's about to manifest in your life. You can handle it. If God would have gave this building to me year one, I couldn't have handled this. Twelve years ago, my rent was $1,700. That's where my faith was. He, so at, at one years old, he couldn't give me a building that was $21,700. Back then, my payroll was two, $3,000 every two weeks. Now it's almost $40,000 every two weeks because we got 34 people on staff. You feeling me? So I, my point is that I couldn't have handled that type of uh, 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 blessing back then. So I had to gradually grow into it. And then at 10, he said, you ready for $21,000? 700 so then he gave us this 10 acres and then the ironic that he gave us 10 acres in 10 years I'm gonna give you an acre for each year that you've been committed to me
I'm going to give you an acre for each year that you trusted me. I'm going to give you an acre for every year that you rested in me and you trusted me and you believed that I was going to bring it to pass. Anybody believe that God is getting ready to bring some things to pass? Somebody say, it's coming to pass. I don't care what the devil has tried to whisper to you. I don't care what people have tried to say to you. See, people have tried to even try to get you to try to figure God out intellectually. But I'm here to tell you that God will bring it to pass because he's a man that he will not lie, nor the son of man will he repent. He said, I'll make it good. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise. Somebody scream, he'll make it good. He'll make it good. He'll make it good. He'll make it good if you trust him. He'll make it good if you stay committed to him. He'll make it good if you just learn how to rest in him. And then look at the rest of that scripture. It says rest, verse 7, 37 and, and 7. Psalm, it says rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. <laughs> wait patiently. Wait patiently. Patiently doesn't mean to just be still. Patient means to be, to persevere. It means to be tenacious. It means to have some resolve. It, it, see, see, we got to stay tenacious while we're waiting. That's why I love Caleb. Caleb, why everybody else falling out. There's too many giants in the land. They begin to dumb themselves down and we're like grasshoppers in their sight. And matter of fact, we grasshoppers. But Caleb was like, no, we're able to overcome. And when they finally did, Caleb said, give me my mountain. But what I love about Caleb, his name, if you look it up in the Hebrew, it means dog. Because if you ain't got no dog in you, you ain't going nowhere in this life. Look at your neighbor and say, what's up, dog? Roof, roof, roof. You ain't got no dog. You know, and when you look up the definition of a dog, one of the words you're going to come across is the word tenacious. And you ain't got no dog in you. You ain't going to make it in this life. You ain't got, like, you ain't got no dog. You always fatigued and tired, don't want to do nothing, looking for a handout. You ain't got no dog in you. Where's your dog at? Dog. What up, dog? My millennials are probably like, what pastor talking about? That's a term we used to use. When we was coming up, what a dog. They using all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> Bless the Lord. But praise God. But I know that speaks to my 40 and older. Not even that speaks to my millennials too. They, they, get, they, they get it. But, but it said patiently. But, but rest in the Lord uh, and wait patiently. For him, do not fret because of him who prospered in, in his way. In other words, don't hate on other folks that's blessed. Or maybe they got favor on their life. You got to remember when God blesses your neighbor, that just means he's in the neighborhood. That, that, that your time is coming too, but you just got to wait patiently. Then it says because of man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Uh-huh. Don't, don't get mad at the folks that, that, that listen, God going to take care of them. I've been passing by this topless bar right here, or topless place right here. What's this place called? Help me out, Greg. What's the centerfold or what's the place? Where y'all at? Y'all know y'all be passing right here, coming to church. If you notice, they didn't shut the place down. I don't know what happened. Was something on the news? Something happened? That's why. Listen, they they shut it down. Why? Because put the text back up. Put the text back up. My bad, Greg. I didn't put. I should have asked John that question. John would have do. One of our other employees, oh, that's uh, so-and-so. They got good wings over there. They, they got, I'm like, well, brother, how you know they got good wings over there? <laughs> I hope somebody told you that. I hope you didn't stumble up in there. <laughs> Let me get back to my text. <laughs> Do not fret <laughs> because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. They're going to be dealt with. Next verse. Then it says, cease from anger, forsake wrath. In other words, you being angry ain't going to do you no good. Only person going to hurt is you. Cause your blood pressure to go up because you mad and everything. You're going to invite all kind of ailments to your body because you mad. Don't fret. It only causes harm. This is where I want to go. For evil doers shall be cut off. Place that been cut off, y'all. Drive by there when you leave here. Ain't no cars out there. 
Weeds is growing like crazy, too. That's when you know ain't nobody really there. Abandoned. <laughs> but it says, for even though it shall be cut off, but those who wait, those who are patient, those that have tenacity, those that have some resolve, those that have some dog in them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard a roof roof over there. Bless the Lord. All right. They, they, they caught it. <laughs> but those who wait, somebody say wait. I'm waiting on God's timing. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be still and know that he's Lord. That's I'm going to wait on the Lord. They shall inherit the earth. See, we grew up, a lot of us grew up, I know I grew up, they always talked about heaven, but they never talked about what was rightly, rightfully ours on the earth. God want to bless you while you are in the earth. He said you will inherit the earth like we own this earth that we're standing on. Kingdom, we make up kingdom. Matter of fact, you validate me. Because if ain't nobody following me, I'm just a Negro taking a walk. So I can come up with church names and all that. But if ain't nobody following me, I just got a church name. But because I have a following of people who believe in the God in me, amen, we make up kingdom. We own this earth. We're not leasing. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, I want you to be the head and not the... Oh, see, y'all didn't call it. Above only? Somebody give God a hand praise. Blessed in the city. And blessed in the city. Let's all Bible scholars up in here. This field is blessed. Why? Because we own it. This is kingdom earth we're standing on. We own it. We got the title and everything. That's why I can't wait till we pay this doggone thing off. And we can really quote Romans 13, 8. Owe no man nothing. But to love him. That's where God taking us. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, put up, put up a, a portion of my book real quick. Uh, 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 put, up that, put that up real quick. Uh, that, 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 look at this. It says, and, and, and if you are Christ's, uh, and, uh, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Then it says, and you're an heir. Anybody know you're an heir? Mm -hmm. You're an heir. Me and you, the Bible says we're heirs of God and we're joint heirs with Christ. Amen. So we're an heir according to the promise. Now look at what my book says. It, this page says, when you confess Jesus as uh, your Lord and Savior, you are saying you belong to him. Then it says that connection to Christ also includes a spiritual connection to Abraham. Then it says he was the original recipient. The original recipient. Then it says uh, of the promise. We are heirs, meaning we are legally, somebody say legally, entitled to the legacy and the property of another. Come on and give God a hand praise. If you know your heavenly father is about to leave you a legacy. Somebody scream legacy. Mm -hmm. See, you don't have to wait around for your earthly father to give you a legacy because that could be kind of iffy. But I'm here to tell you, your heavenly father, he will not fail you. Can I get a witness up in here? He will release a legacy into your life because you're an heir now. Now there's a spiritual connection. Even though Abraham was the original recipient, now here you and me come because he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. And he's the God of Reggie. You better put your name right there. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream legacy. Anytime God begins to move in your life and begin to bless you, he's releasing legacy. He said, if you be an evil, Matthew 7, 11, if you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. It says, how much more? How much more? How much more? How much more? Somebody need to highlight that in your Bible. How much more will, will, will your father who was in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He daring you to ask him. You his offspring. You are the very essence of God in the earth. 
How is that, Pastor? That's in Psalm 82 and 6. Please put it up. Let me help somebody today. I didn't even hit all this at the 8 o'clock. Let me help somebody. It says, I said, I said. Somebody say, I said. You are God's. Pastor, still, that's blaspheme. You said we're God's? Yeah, you, you ain't no blaspheme. Yes, who you are. You his offspring. He was cre- you were created in his image and his likeness. It said, you are God. Now, it does say little G. Don't, 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 don't get it twisted now. Don't, don't be talking about I'm, I'm, I'm the Messiah. I will kick you out of my church. You out of order. You a God, but you, you, you ain't king of kings. You a king, though. But he's king of kings. That's why he said king of kings. I mean, in other words, he said, I got others that, that, that reign down there on the earth for me, that represent me. They're, they're my recipients. You are God, and, and all of you, all of you, are children of the Most High. <laughs> I had a former member, he believed in that, that, that last part, but he said, I just can't believe that other part. I said, well, brother, I, I'm not changing my stance on that. He moved on. I'm like, well, brother, this, maybe this, this ain't the place for you. You go over somewhere else and play patty cake with them, because I'm going to teach all the Bible. You can't be up talking about, I only believe in certain portions. You got to believe all of it. Leave all of it or go home. Amen. That's the Bible. Go, go, go to go. To, oh, look, what, what, what? I'm gonna give somebody the high five. Whoever put this scripture up, I ain't even asked. That's because I'm surrounded by Bible scholars. It, somebody scream all. All means all. Scripture is given. By inspiration to God. And this is scripture I actually used on that, brother. I said that word inspiration in the Greek means God breathed. So it was God breathed of God. It says so all scripture was given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But in the interesting that all scripture was inspired by God. So you really ain't having no beef with me. You really got beef with God. I ain't wrote nothing in this Bible. I just preach it. And I articulate it and I break it down line upon line, precept upon precept, because you will not leave on my watch confused. That's why we got this big old screen. Even if you don't even bring your Bible, you're going to see the Bible. I forgot my Bible. That's okay. I got you. I'm going to go buy a $40,000 screen just so you can see. Now, go go to Psalm 8 and 5. Go to Psalm 8 and 5. We're going, oh, you know what? Look at this. God's promises to the father of our faith has been uh, legally transferred to us by the blood. <laughs> I love that. Then it's, so this is in my book. God's promise to, promises to the father of our faith has been legally transferred to us by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you say you belong to Christ, you are saying prosperity, abundance, increase, overflow, wealth, and possessions belong to you. If you say you belong to Christ, somebody scream, I belong to Christ. And he's all of that. The earth is his and the fullness thereof. And he's trying to release some of this earth to his people, his offspring, his legacy. Amen? Now put up Psalm 8 and 5 real quick. Psalm, and I'm going to go to my second point. Look at this, Psalm 8 and 5. Since we're talking about God and we gods. and Look at this, Psalm 8. And thank you for putting up that second uh, Timothy 3.16. That just validated my point even more. But go to Psalm um, 8 and, and, and 5. Hallelujah. For you have made him a little lower. Somebody say a little lower. Than angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. He said he's made us a little lower than angels. When you look up that word angels in the Hebrew, it is the word Elohim, which means he's made us a little lower than God. Look it up. Get a chance. In the Hebrew, angels meaning we're uh, Elohim, meaning we're made a little lower. That's why years ago when Kanye West wrote a song called, he he wrote a song said that God is the most high. He said, but I'm a close high. And my kids said, Dad, that's blaspheme. I said, no, that brother accurate. 
Pastor, how could you say he's accurate and he's singing secular and them people know God. They just tripping right now. All that stuff originated from God. That's why you see a lot of them coming back to God. And the ones that have not came back to God, they on their way back. Because they know at the end of the day where the gift came from, they just kind of perverted it a little bit. But then some of the stuff they say do make sense. He said, I'm the mo he said he's the most high, but I'm a close high, meaning I'm, I'm an heir. He's a, he, I'm a, he, because the Bible says in Romans that, that we're heirs of God and we're joint. Which the word joint in the Greek means we're co-heirs. We're our big brother, Jesus. See, that's why it's important that we know the word of God. When you begin to know the word of God, you become comfortable, more comfortable in who you are. So number one, let's, let's, patience. I just, but I had to go into all that. Just I wanted to nail some things home for you, amen, so that you would know who you are and what's rightfully yours. So number one, the promises will manifest if you stay patient. Look at your neighbor and say, stay patient. Uh-huh. And then number two is if you want to experience the promises of God, you got to depend on his power. Go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. The word power means strength, energy, and authority. So look at this real quick. It says uh, in 2 Timothy uh, 1 and 7. Look at this, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. He said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. I didn't give you the spirit of fear. So you got to know fear is demonic faith, that fear does not come from God. You realize fear will stop us from taking risk. It's fear that's, that, that, that actually paralyzes us and, and, and it stops everything that, that God wants to do because in order for God to even move in our life, we got to put some things into motion like faith. Because Matthew chapter 9 verse 29 says, according to your faith, be it unto you. God cannot move unless faith has been released. That's why the woman with the issue of blood got healed because of her faith. Blind Bartimaeus got healed because of his what? faith amen and you can look throughout the bible anybody that encountered healings it was because they had faith even the bible says in hebrews eleven six, without faith it's impossible to please god but he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him even romans 1 17 says and the just shall live by faith even romans 10 17 says faith cometh by what hearing and hearing by the word of God that's why we're here today is so that our faith can be multiplied so that our faith can increase amen so 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 faith faith but 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 go go look at this go 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 back it says God has not given us a spirit of fear fear acronym the acronym fear means false evidence appearing real because fear if you are intoxicated with fear you can miss everything that God wants to do for you that's what was wrong with the children of Israel. They allowed fear to paralyze them. Fear stopped them from going into the promised land where unfortunately the only two originals that made it in were Caleb and Joshua. So sad when you really think about that there was up like Moses. He got a chance to see the promised land, but he never seized it. He saw it. God let him see it and took him out just like that. And you know what took him out? His frustration his anger toward the people. He got sick of people. That's why you got to be delivered from people. Read about Moses. He missed it. Took them all that way and then got frustrated and missed it. Then God had to raise up Joshua. He was scared. But you know what? He shook off that fear. Read Joshua chapter 1. He shakes off fear and he winds up taking the people in. Glory to God. So sometimes, some people got to die off in order for you to get yours. Well, that'll preach right there. That's a whole nother topic. And let's not even pray that they die of a physical death, but they die in your life. Because there are some people that held us back in our thinking. Come on, there are some people that held us back as far as our faith. How you going to do that? How you got to count the cost, girl? And then next thing you know, you like, oh, yeah. you better be careful who you got around you. You got doubters around you, the spirit of doubt will get on you. That stuff is contagious. Fear is contagious. That's why you better get around faith, people, because faith is what? Contagious. It's contagious. That's why you come to this 930 service. I might not offer a whole lot, but one thing I can offer you is some faith. You're going to walk out here with some better faith, and you're going to walk out here with a word. 
But, 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 but go, go back. It says, I, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power. Somebody say power. Power meaning I've given you the authority, I've given you the strength, and I've even given you the energy to break the back of fear. He's, I love that. When I first started the church, people would come in and they would always say, we love the energy in your church. And I thought that was so funny back then because I was so spiritual. It's the power of God. It ain't no energy, but power is energy. And energy is power. So when you come in here, you should feel some energy. You should feel the anointing. You should feel his presence. Amen? So, so he said, listen, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But I've given you power. You and me are spiritually armed and dangerous if we walk, if we depend upon the power of God. I've learned this, man. I take what I do serious, but I don't take myself serious. So when people try to sell, oh, man, you're a phenomenal. You're a, I'll be looking at them. Yeah, I take what I do serious, but I don't take myself serious because I know it's the power of God. And then anytime my wife has to remind me that it's Thursday, that the trash can needs to be on the corner. That lets me know I ain't all that I thought I was. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all ain't. <laughs> I had to use that as an example. Amen. Even though I don't take the trash out because I got too many kids living with me still. Come on, somebody. The devil is. I ain't taking no trash. The devil is. I know you just turned 18, but brother, you better get that. You see that garbage can? It's Thursday. Somebody scream delegate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but go to another power scripture. Go to Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. So he said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. But you shall receive power. Somebody say power. I'm about to give you the power. All right. <laughs> Boy, the power decided to come in, huh? Look at your neighbor and say, I won't be distracted. The devil is alive. I, I've been in this thing too long. I know pastors that didn't stop the service. Remember, there's been a few times where the alarm system went off. I said, don't move. Little kid up there didn't hit the alarm system and all that. Three times, y'all. I'm like, don't move. Ain't no fire. Ain't nothing but the fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> fire! <laughs> but you shall receive power. Somebody say power one more time. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall be witnesses uh, uh, to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. So power gives you the ability, uh, the authority to break the back of fear. Even when you have the power of God, when you depend on his power, you can be a witness. Anybody ever been in a situation where you was, didn't even really know the answers to their questions, but the power of God came over you, and before you knew it, you were able to connect all the dots. You were able to cross a T in their life, able to dot it, and you walked away and said, that was the power of God that brought that. I didn't even know how I was able to get out of that trap. They was asking me all them hard. They was quizzing me, but I knew just what to say because the power, somebody screamed power. The power of God will not only break the back of fear in your life, but it will help you be a witness because God has transferred his power to his offspring. He's transferred, amen, his power to his uh, 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 legacy, if you will. Somebody scream power. Uh-huh. Power. If we depend on the power of God, we will see the promises of God manifest in our life. So power not only breaks the back of fear, not only does it give you the ability to, to witness, but, but go to Deuteronomy um, 8 and 18. Look at this, Deuteronomy. So we believe that, that power gives us the ability to break the back of fear. Not only that, but it gives us the ability to witness and it gives us the ability to get wealth. Pastor Power, I, I get you on the whole fear thing and it helps us be a witness, but, but the power of God will even cause us to get wealth. Look what the text says. Remember, somebody say all scripture. 
was inspired by God. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he, it is he who gives you power. Somebody scream power one more time. It's, he gives you the energy, the authority to get wealth and the strength. So he says, I'm going to give you the strength. I'm going to give you the energy to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Covenant meaning he's made a binding agreement with us. He made a binding agreement with Abraham that he will bless everything that's connected to Abraham. And now that we're Abraham's seed, come on, we might not be the original recipients, but now that we're connected, we've been grafted in, we have a legal right to God's legacy. And if Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were blessed, that means you and me are supposed to be blessed. Can I get a witness up in here? Uh-huh. He gives us power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers. I love that. He said, I swear, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. <laughs> Pastor, that's kind of inappropriate that you would swear. I'm swearing right in my church at 930. He said, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. What can you say about that? Because the swear is right there. Now you mess up when you say, I swear to God, I didn't do that, and you did. <laughs> now you're using it inappropriately because you know you did. So put that up. Put it up real quick one more time. Uh, uh, do the, now, 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 now it says, and you shall remember the Lord your God for it. Is he who gives you power to get wealth uh, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father as it is this day. Somebody say this day. Even today. Hebrews 13, 8, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, put up what I said in my book. Look what I said in my book real quick. Look at this. It says, God has given uh, you the strength, the means, the substance, uh, the endurance, the capacity. Somebody say capacity. Uh -huh. And he's given you the ability to create wealth. It, it does not matter if you are a business owner or an employee. Uh, he has given you the ability, somebody say ability, to work. He's given you the ability to go get it, to go make it happen. Mm -hmm. and I, I was driving to church this morning, and my wife normally drives me, but I drove myself, and there was a lady on the corner, uh, and, and she had a sign that, that says, don't judge me, but I need some money. I'm not going to judge you, but I can evaluate you. And I'm going to evaluate you like this. Go get you a job like the rest of us. Oh, y'all. Pastor, that's kind of cold. She might be between a rock and a hard place. She is. And Jesus even said the poor will remain with us. But that's by choice. Anybody ever been a part of the working poor? I was the working poor. I told y'all this about a, two months ago. You knew you was poor when you had grocery baskets in your apartment complex. I didn't live in, in the esteem areas. Come on, I didn't live in Snost I mean Scottsdale. I lived on Maryland and 35th Avenue. Oh, y'all ain't. And tucked in there was an apartment that was leaning to the side. And I was a part of the working poor to where we worked and by the time we paid our bills and ate, we was broke again for years. But we were not looking for a handout. We knew that if we grind long enough, if we stay committed to God long enough, if we trusted God long enough, that, that he would take the lay off the promises of God and begin to release them in our life. If we, my wife knew that if we stay connected to his power, we knew that if we endured patiently, that eventually my situation is subject to change. Do I have anybody at the 930 service that knows that if you do these principles, if you begin to put certain things into motion, your situation is subject to change. If you receive that, somebody give God a Praise. High five somebody tell them your situation is subject to change 
your situation is subject to change. I don't care if God is prospering you right now. That means he just going to prosper you even more. Your situation is subject to change. I dare you to stay patient. I dare you to stay dependent upon the power of God. He'll begin to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can even imagine or even think. Eyes have not seen nor hear her nor has it yet to the heart of man the things that he is prepared for them that love him I got anybody at the 930 sir that you just love him you just adore him somebody scream it's changing it's changing it's changing it's changing I prophesy in the name of Jesus God is changing some things God is about to flip the script in your life if you receive that somebody give God a somebody else said it's changing it's changing oh it's gonna change it's gonna change I I knew deliverance was coming somebody asked me was I surprised I said no I'm not surprised at all because I was committed I trusted them I, I, I even knew that that I, I was part of the blame of my condition because I shouldn't have been having kids at 19 and 18 no education I, I knew I was coming up the rough side God is a forgiving God, but there's always consequences. Let's keep it 100. I can't even say God put me in this. No, you lay, you got to pray. You having five kids in six years, 11 months and, and, and 16 days like you the king. And couldn't afford nine one of them. Even my mother-in-law, she right here in my father-in-law, they gave birth to my wife. And they said, why y'all keep having all these kids? I, I asked, why, why? Can I get a witness, Karen? Yes, amen. <laughs> she said, yes and amen. And then she looking at me all the time when, she, when the girl prayed, because I'm the seed carrier. And she looking at me and I'm like... <laughs> But how many know God says in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good. Come on, you know, I got some go-to scriptures. All things work together. Come on, to the, for the good, for them that love God and that are called a, a, according to his, I love God, I was just crazy. Anybody been there before? Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to make sure I went by myself, amen. <laughs> but but put, put, put my book up a little bit again. So he said, I'm going to give you the substance. I'm going to give you the endurance, the capacity, the ability to create wealth. It does not matter if you are a business or an employee. He has given you the ability to work. That's why when I say for, I'm like, oh, you got to go work. And you know, I got scripture for that. That's 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Don't, don't put it up, though. That don't, don't, I'm going to stick right here. But, but 2 Thessalonians 3.10, read it. If you don't work, you don't eat. Well, that is put it up anyway. They did. Look at that. Might as well, if anyone will not work, they're disobedient people back there. <laughs> Neither shall they eat. Now, now let's go back to the book. There we go. Bless the Lord. He has given you the ability to work and to work well. Can I get a witness? God has desired that we gain wealth for one purpose only. To establish his covenant promises of prosperity. Somebody give God a hand praise for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And because of time, let me quickly give you this third one. So the promises will manifest if you stay patient, if you depend on his power. And the last thing is you got to stay purpose-driven. You got to stay purpose-driven. Put up 2 Timothy 1 and 9. We looked at 1 and 7, but let's look at 1 and 9. Let's look at what this says. 1 and 9. 2 Timothy 1 and 9. It says, who has saved us. He saved us. He called us with a holy call, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Somebody say, own purpose. 
uh, and grace which was given to Christ Jesus before time even began, before time even began, he saved you. He already knew the end from the beginning that he had a plan to save you, not only to save you, but to even call you. To set you apart, he summoned you, hand-selected you, and he preferred you. So my last point is this, people of God. If you and me want to experience the promises of God, if we want to see the promises of God manifest in our life, we got to stay patient, we got to depend on his power, and we got to stay purpose-driven. I'm scared of poor people that don't know their purpose. I believe when I look around this 9.30 a.m. service, everybody in here knows your God purpose. And if we stay in our God purpose, if we stay purpose driven, in other words, don't lose your drive for God. Don't lose your drive for the purpose that he's put you in this earth for. And that's to bring glory to his name. Put up one more scripture, speaking of purpose. This is the purpose of God. When we are fulfilling God's purpose in the earth, this is what he will do. Look at this real quick. I believe this is on my book too, page uh, uh, 17, if I'm not mistaken. Look at this. It says, uh, but this is the scripture. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Pastor, you mean to tell me that God takes pleasure in prospering me? His servant, the one that's in their purpose, the one that's purpose-driven, the one that's going after God, the one that's committed, the one that trusts God, the one that knows he's going to bring it to pass, the one that says, you know what, my situation is subject to change. He said, look at it, then, then look what I say. After I say he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, it says, Lord, enjoy seeing his people prosper. That means he is satisfied, fulfilled, and happy to see you succeed in every area of your life. When you live a prosperous life, not only do you fill his heart with joy, but you magnify the Lord. Living in his prosperity makes God bigger to those who are observing your life. Somebody give God a hand praise. There are people that are observing you. They're watching you. And that's why God's about to release these promises. They're going to be like, how you do that? You're going to be like, I didn't do that. I was dependent on his power. I waited patiently for the Lord and he blessed me. He multiplied me. I made a decision to stay purpose driven like my pastor said. My pastor said, if I stay purpose driven, it's just a matter of time before he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Because I've been serving him. I, I've been committed to him. He, he, I'm all in. He has to bless me. He has to multiply me like he multiplied Abraham. People of God, don't you think that this is the end? I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. My Bible tells me, Proverbs 13, 22, that the wealth of the sinner is stored up. It's laid up for the righteous. I believe we're going to be surprised how this stuff is going to be really. Look at that. A good man leaving inheritance to his children. But the wealth of the sinner... Somebody say, store it up for the righteous. It's stored up, but now he's giving you and I the capacity. He's about to release some things. Get ready for this next chapter in your life. Stay patient. Depend on his power. Stay purpose-driven. If you believe the best is yet to come, somebody give God a hand praise in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, seal this word in our hearts today. Seal this heart, word in our minds. Maybe you're in this 930 service. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart 